What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Scott Benjamin. I'm Ben Bolin. Ben, I got a question for you. All right, Scott, shoot. All right, so my question is this. Have you ever been just driving down the road and you ever wonder, all right, well, I'm comfortable cruising along here, but what if, just what if I, I just jam my car into reverse? Would it, would it, in a cartoon way, as you like to say, would it cartoonishly just stop immediately and reverse back into traffic behind me, or would it, uh, would it create kind of a funny pattern on the, gr- on the ground as the wheels started to go backwards? What would happen if I were to shift into reverse while I was driving at highway speeds? I think about it all the time, and I'm glad that uh, we're bringing it up today because, honestly, every time I'm driving home, man, my hand just hesitates for a second. I wonder, is today the day? Am I going to do it? Am I going to do it today? Yeah, it just might be the time. But, uh, you know, I can tell you that you should not do that, and there's a lot of good reasons and right. people that have uh, – have kind of tested all this. So so we'll talk mm-hmm. about that today and um we're joking a little bit of course. I'm not on some razor edge to uh to doing something very stupid with a car. Are you? That involves the uh shifting in reverse. I had to qualify it there. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, okay. This well, is I, not the intervention episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could be though cuz uh, you know, I think a lot of people have had kind of that thought is that Yeah, what happens? What happens and and really how are you ever going to know what happens unless you really do it? So mm-hmm. there's this there's this curiosity, like human curiosity just wonders what would happen, but you know better than to do it. You know that you don't want to do it because your your head is also telling you I shouldn't do this because I know a transmission is expensive. If I screw something right. up, you know, car a car is expensive no matter what I mean, mechanical repairs very, very costly. And something like this, when you're talking about transmission, mm-hmm. possible en- engine damage, axle damage, whatever it causes, um, that's going to be expensive. You know it's going to be expensive. So um, I don't know. It, it's something that people think about, I know, but hopefully no one is ever really going to do this. Right. And we have a uh, we have some fairly simple and persuasive explanations about this, too, yeah. uh, that have changed along with the evolution of car technology, right? Yeah, that's right. And uh, it's changed over the years. And I'll tell you the way it's changed because there's some some modern advances, I guess, if you want to put it that way, really. I mean, it, it seems pretty simple, really, when we when we talk about it. But, right. But we'll get to it. I, I mean, I know that, you know, people are staring. People really are, though. They're, they're, they're staring at that uh, that shift knob or that shifter, you know, that, that oh, yeah. the, the automatic. And it's just like, well, just two clicks 
north and uh and I'm in reverse. I wonder what happens. It's just it's just like that old um that old gag of the big red button that says do not push. Exactly. And how long can you resist? How long uh-huh. can you resist doing it? But um the the uh the good news is, I guess, Ben, you want to just fill in fill them in with the good yeah, news first? Yeah. The good news is if you were to try to do this at highway speeds, you simply wouldn't be able to get your car in reverse. No, it's just not going to work. And that's because uh, consider if you Consider, if you will, a manual transmission. If you're driving a manual transmission, then the reverse gear on your vehicle is actually, it's pretty simple. It's not rocket science in a lot of vehicles. No, definitely not. There's just, uh, you know, everybody knows what a transmission is. You got the shaft, gets its power from the engine. It has teeth on it that are used to engage reverse. So there's another shaft that will drive the wheels, and it also has teeth on it that are used for reverse. And one of the key points of this is, they're turning in opposite directions. Right. Yeah. Very good point. So when you, when you engage reverse, all that happens is that there's another gear that literally pushes in between these two shafts and engages those two sets of teeth. It's this gear slides its own teeth in to match the teeth of those shafts and then it engages them and boom, you've got reverse. Exactly. So you said that, you know, there's, there's one shaft that's engine power and one shaft that's to the wheels. And, mm-hmm. and as you can imagine, you know, it's going in, it's in forward motion, right? right. So they're, they're turning in opposite directions. Mm-hmm. You can just picture this gear actually literally physically dropping into place between, not dropping, I guess, sliding into place between, yeah. between these two and trying to match up. And it's just not going to happen. I because mean, they're going too fast. Yeah. Right? There's no synchro on this or anything like that. I mean, if there, it really, I guess if the synchro that you were thinking about is the way that the gears are cut, um, a lot of times a, a reverse gear is cut with straight teeth. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's still the case anymore. Maybe they are cut in, in, uh, uh, conical. Fashion, yeah, you know, but we know back in the day they were straight. Yeah, and you know what? That's a good example. I want to tell you something about this because yeah. just recently, and I think I, I mentioned this, my neighbor um, has that old uh, 1931 oh, yeah, Model yeah, A, yeah. right? The Model A. And the Model A, it's a, it's actually a, a 31 Model A Victoria, and it was his father's car that was restored. And he, you know, he's told me the story about this this weekend, mm-hmm. uh, this past weekend. I was out doing yard work, and he was just trying to get it out and stretch it for a little bit. You know, he was backing it out of the driveway, so I talked to him about it. And he said that his dad bought this car after he and some friends had bought another vehicle or had gone to the World's Fair, I guess, at some point in one of these things, like a, you know, spring break road trip type thing. They slept in it, did everything in this car. And then when he came back, he wanted to buy one and restore it. So he bought a parts car, which was really torn apart to nothing. Yeah. And he built this car. So he kind of restored it, I guess, in that way. He wow. built He built it, and then now he owns it. And he took me for a ride. And all the way, even even shifting forward gears, we were grinding the gears like crazy. And I, I was kind of giving him a sideways look, like, "What's going on here?" You know, because he's he's a good driver. I mean, he's better at this than than I than that. Yeah. And he he said, "Hey, by the way, this thing has completely straight gears on it. It's it's straight cut gears. They just don't mesh together all that well. You have to really you have to match the revs and you have to be able to pop it in exactly." He was double oh, clutching wow. the whole time. He was double clutching. And so every gear, almost every gear, resulted in a grinding sound. Uh-huh. And I can imagine that, you know, this is this is the way that trying to get into reverse would be, only even more difficult in a, yeah, in a, in a, standard, a, comparison. In a standard car. Uh-huh. Um, have you ever tried shifting your car in reverse while your car is still rolling? Mm-hmm. You have a manual. Tra- have you ever have a manual transmission vehicle? Uh, in a manual? Yeah. Uh, yeah, not cool. No, because I've I've done this too. You push in the clutch, you start to roll a little bit down the yeah. driveway backwards, right? And then you want to put the car in reverse. Doesn't work that way. No, you got to stop the car. 
put it in reverse, and then you can, you know, can see that's the thing. On. That's the thing, though. For the vast majority of cases, ninety uh, percent plus, the only time you will be able to engage reverse on any vehicle is when it is stationary. Yeah, stationary, or at minimum, and I think some of these even go as high as like between three and five miles yeah, per hour. Yeah, three and five. Now. Shifting into reverse at five miles per hour, that's a bad idea. Shifting yeah. into reverse at three miles per hour is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. I think the only time you should shift in reverse is when you're at a dead stop because it would be such an abrupt motion to go from three miles per hour mm-hmm. to reverse because that's what you do. You'd instantly go backwards. Yeah. Um, it's just a, a, a bad, bad idea. I don't think it's, it's something. And a lot of, um, a lot of manufacturers are, are creating systems that won't allow that to happen now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I can oh, think of, uh, before we go into that though, I do have to say, what's that? We have to put in a caveat, man. I can't believe I didn't even think about oh, this. What's this? But for the modern age, if, uh, if you were listening to car stuff first, thank you. And you were driving, uh, the thing we have to say is drive safe. Don't let this episode make you think that in any way it's a good idea to go in reverse. No, never do it. Never do it on the off chance that something bad happens. Exactly. Your transmission's not going to explode because you're probably not going to be able to do it. But um, just don't do it. Yeah, the damage that you'll cause, I mean, even if it's minor, just been trying it is, uh, mm-hmm. is not going to be a good idea. I mean, you're going to have some type of damage if you, if you do this. And imagine the uh, the social damage if you're riding with your friends and you go, hey, yeah, I'm a wild card. I'm crazy. Let's shift in reverse. And uh, it just makes it just makes a bad grind sound and nothing really happens. Yeah, there's like a, a buzzing sound almost that you'll hear, yeah. like a uh, like a whirring sound, and it's it's hard to explain. Not it's almost cool, like uh, almost like that drill that we hear upstairs sometimes in the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere between um, grinding gears and a dentist drill. Yeah, that's uh, that's right. That's a that's a good ex- explanation, Ben. It's it's similar to that. Now, a lot mm-hmm. of people have said, you know, I accidentally shifted into it. You know, my knee bumped the shifter, mm-hmm. or whatever, and that's possible. It that does, does happen. happen, and that's when you're going to hear the that uh, that buzzing sound. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, some of the the older transmissions, the manual transmissions. If you think about it, a lot of these had you know a ring or something like that, a lockout ring that you would have to pull up with your uh, with your index finger and your middle finger mm-hmm. and pull that up as you reverse. You know, shift oh, in reverse. That's a good. Before we talk about the rest of lockout rings, yeah, because you know we see this kind of go on the modern day, right? Sure. Um, I wanted to tell you about something that I'm pretty excited about. What's that? If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. 
We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Uh, so speaking of fantastic segues, <laughs> we were, we're talking about lockouts. We're back to lockouts. Yeah. Now, uh, you were saying earlier, a uh, really good, really good note there about pulling the lockout ring for reverse. Yeah, there were, there for a while have been some mechanical lockouts. Now, um, the shifter, you know, and some of the older manual transmissions did have some of those pull up tabs, you know, like right below the shift knob, where you would grasp with your, uh, with your two fingers and pull it up as you shift into reverse, right? Yeah. I think you've, you've, you're accustomed with that probably, mm-hmm. right? Or you would have to push down on the shifter to access reverse gear. So like, you know, you had to push it over, push it down, down. and then into reverse. And that's the way you kind of you physically were locked out of reverse gear. The same thing would happen. You know, you would you would bump it and it would just feel like you, you couldn't get into that yeah, gear. Yeah, it just wouldn't go, wouldn't and move. Even if you were at speed and you were trying to do that, let's say you were you're going fifty miles an hour and you tried to push down the, the shifter mm-hmm. and, and push it in reverse, you would still get that grinding whirring mm-hmm. sound. You wouldn't be able to get it physically into reverse gear anyway. So, you know, in that case, it still wouldn't work. But now recently, and um, you know, this doesn't go back, well, it actually goes back farther than you might think, but there have been some electronic lockouts as well. And I was reading about a few Chevrolet examples, and some of these mention a reverse inhibit or reverse lockout solenoid that uh, that this thing uses. Now, these are on electronic automatic transmissions typically, mm-hmm. in that um, the PCM or the power uh, power control module operates as a, well, it operates the solenoid that is actually keeping you locked out of reverse gear. So it's grounded, um, you know, the circuit's grounded based on vehicle speed. So, you know, if you're going three to five miles per hour or even slower, um, the, uh, you know, three to five miles per hour or slower, the reverse solenoid will allow you to shift into reverse. But right. if you're going faster than that, it keeps you locked out. It, it's it's a physical barrier that's put up that that prevents you from shifting in reverse. So you know once the solenoid is energized and mechanically blocks you from shifting into reverse uh, position, that's something that you're not going to be able to accomplish at all. I mean you're going to have to find a way to physically override that. There's going to have to be some uh, some shenanigans pulled with your your transmission in order to allow uh-huh. you to do it. And uh, you know it's just something you're not going to be able to do really. I mean yeah. if you're I guess if you're a mechanic and you wanted to really play around with that, you could make it happen. But then again, you're not going to physically be able to get it into reverse again for the reasons that we talked about prior. This is just a safety that's put in place so that you don't cause any, you know, inadvertent damage to so the So you don't have the accidental bump. I have a little uh, anecdote with that. Sure. Okay, so uh, one of my friends who shall remain nameless um, and one of his kids, he was driving, right? Mm-hmm. And he's got a kid who is this this kid is awesome. 
All right, Scott, mm-hmm. let me just say that before I say anything else about what this kid did. Okay. This kid is awesome, but uh, he's protecting this kid. This kid is pretty impulsive too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, he's very, he was very young at the time and he was going through this period where he's just old enough to be out of a car seat, but you had to have the child locks on at all time because this little monster would open the door, try to duck and roll and everything. And, uh, and was this you? This was not me. I'm, it was totally not me. This is a friend of mine, his kid. So his kid, uh, they saw Fast and Furious. Probably not appropriate for a kid that young, but still, little guy loves cars. Uh, this kid is now obsessed with drifting and how drifting works. Oh, things boy. like that. Yeah. So he reached over while the dad's driving, you know, one day and just tried to grab the stick. And push it, you know, like into reverse or just, just playing with it. You know, he doesn't know how to drive. He didn't know what he's doing. Um, and then my buddy said, you know, my heart jumped in my throat and then out my butt just just for a second. He said, I heard this grinding and I thought, is this how it ends? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Going reverse at 50 miles an hour. He hit reverse. Yeah, he hit reverse, but oh. it didn't work, of course. He got locked out. Of course. Yeah. And then, so the, the kid, I think, didn't get why his dad was just so wildly upset with him. Oh, man. And here's the, here's the other part, though. Uh, he was telling me, he's like, now, you know, when I'm driving by myself, I kind of wonder, like, what would, what would happen if I did it? What would have happened? Yeah. And I say, don't, don't try it. Yeah. No, don't you, do it. You've already had the example given yeah, to you. And that's nothing, the only thing that will happen. Nothing happens. You get that yeah. whirring sound and, uh, and thankfully no damage would happen, but, uh, no, um, apparently it's really brief. Yeah. If it's real brief, I mean, you may get lucky and nothing will happen, but, uh, but don't push it. No. And, um, you know, I, I was reading around online and I've got a few different things here to mention. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about the lockouts and stuff like that, right? Well, this is a guy that, that wrote in now. This is just kind of one of those internet question forums. You know, I don't okay. know if it was like Yahoo questions or what is it? Yahoo answers. Uh-huh. I think that's it. And, um, someone wrote in and said exactly the same thing. What happens if you throw your car in reverse while driving forward at a high rate of speed? And, you know, a lot of the answers were, um, you know, it just makes a loud clicking noise until it stops, but it won't completely trash your engine or transmission or whatever. It's not good for it. It's not good for it. It will do some damage. But one person wrote in and said this, Ben. This was intriguing to me because it kind of ties in with, Kind of this, uh, the last thing I guess I want to mention okay. or ask people about because, right. um, it's a, it's kind of a myth or rumor that I've heard a long time ago. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet and also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash Papertarian. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. 
We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together. We'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But this guy wrote in and said that it depends on the car model, the transmission, etc., So he's saying that maybe it's possible. And he says that I did Hmm. this once in my old 1957 Chevy and it was, but it was in the 1980s at the time when I did it. And I did it one time only. He shifted into reverse at speed. He was going about 25 miles per hour. And what it did was it actually made it into reverse and it slowed. He said it slowed down real quick and he's got it real underlined. It's uh, it slowed down real fast before he could get out of reverse. So maybe he didn't do it on, on, uh, on purpose. Maybe it was an accidental shift. Uh, before he got it out of reverse, no damage at all. Just able, it, like he was able to continue driving on, like nothing had happened. That sounds now, lucky, huh? I think it is. And he says that, you know, old, he said, he mentions, of course, older cars could take it better. Many of the uh, cars from the 1960s or the 1970s even would have puked out their transmissions guts before he even, even did that. So, yeah. um, he's saying that, you know, even back in the 60s and 70s, it wouldn't have been able to do it. But in the 1950s, somehow, he was able to get his... Well, what what was it, a 57? 57 Chevy is what he said. Huh. Only 25 miles per hour, he's able to get it in reverse. Now, I don't see how that's possible. I mean, maybe it was a one in a million shot that, you know, the gears lined up and he was able to do it. And, and he... He won the lottery. It seems like you would have to force it into gear to be able to do this. So it doesn't seem accidental to me. Okay, what's your what's your question then? All right, well, I just wonder... Okay, this ties into something that I had, that I had read about, or not read about, rather, but heard about from a friend's father. All right. Okay, this is a long time ago. This is in high school. A friend's father would tell me about about doing this. This is like a car stunt, I guess. Okay. This is kind of my last thing, I suppose. Right on. Um, I just wonder if our listeners have ever heard of anything like this or if anything like this is even possible. Now, it, the guy was from New Jersey, and he was older at the time. He was probably close to retirement age back when I was in high school. So I'm trying to picture when this would be. This would be like the 1940s, maybe. Okay. 1950s, maybe, in, in New Jersey. And he was talking about something called either, it was either called J-hook turns or a fish hook turn or a fish hook move or something like that. Okay. And what it would do is it would, it would lay down this pattern on the street, your, your tires would, of a fish hook or a J on the road when you would do this. Now this is how bad this is. They would go straight down the street, you know, like headed down the street really fast and then just jam the car into reverse. And what would happen is the wheels would start to spin backwards 
as you're still moving forwards. And so that would cause like a straight line pattern. And then as you continue to accelerate, because you're now in reverse, you're accelerating, and the car would kind of come to a stop and then slow down to a stop and then reverse direction. It would come backwards, and then you would let off the gas. And that would be this pattern of like a fish hook on the street. Or like a very narrow. Yeah, exactly. A very narrow fish hook or, or, an, or a Two jet. fish hooks, really. Exactly, yeah. Okay. And I, just like that. So I've, I've okay. got a little picture there, right? Yeah. And I was thinking, is that even possible? And that's what put it in my mind, like, you know, is it possible to even shift in reverse? And apparently it's not. I wonder if this is just like a tall tale this guy was telling me. Well, it, you know, I don't know enough about 1940s vehicles. I don't either. To make a call on that, but I got to look into that. I want to... Well, I know the website I'm going to go to. See, the, the only thing that, that tells me that this might have been possible, and, and I hadn't believed this up until this point, was this guy being able to shift at 25 miles per hour into reverse. But that doesn't give you the speed that these guys were talking about to make this J pattern on the road. Right. If they want to mark up the road, they're going to have to be going faster than 20. Way faster than that. So I don't think it's even possible. I think it was just kind of a uh, you know big stuff talking, you know, that uh, this is what we do back in Jersey, that kind of thing. I don't know. Like, maybe it was... Maybe there's something to it, man. I don't know. So that's the question, huh? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to figure out how this is possible, but it was definitely, and the, and the way that it was described to me is definitely you were driving, okay. jammed it in reverse, and then it would cause this fish hook pattern as you slowed down and then reverse direction, you know, at a quick rate of speed. So, okay, so can you fish hook pre-1960s cars? Yeah, can you? And And if you could... I mean, how many times could you do that before it just decided that that's enough? I'm done. You know, the transmission blows itself out because Ooh, that's that another is good question. really, really hard on, <laughs> on the mechanical components in a transmission. That's a that's another good question. Yeah. And we hope that you guys write in to uh, let us know your thoughts on this. Again, our two cases were a 1957 Chevy that once successfully went into reverse at 20 miles per hour. Yeah. Is that true or not? Yeah. And uh the second one would be 1940s cars, uh, apparently, um, although we don't know the maker model here, apparently able to uh, hit reverse at much higher speeds and go in fish hooks. Now, Scott, you're shaking your head. You I, say no way. I think it just isn't possible. I you think mean, it was just, a, it was just Josh and you a I bit? think it's a tall tale. Yeah, that's right. And honestly, you know, with this whole conversation that we've had with everybody about all of this from the very yeah, beginning. Yeah, yeah. Just don't try it. Don't just don't, don't try it. Just take our word for it. You're going to hear a whirring noise. There's going to be some kind of damage if you try it. It's going it. to be so anticlimactic. It, it really is. Just just please don't do it. Yeah, there are other stunts you can do in your car that we can talk about too. Yeah, but to show you uh, how much we like having these questions answered and how much we love listener mail, let's go ahead and read some right now. Sounds good. All right, all right. Scott, this is another message for us from Facebook, courtesy of Greg with two Gs, last initial B. Greg says, hey, guys, I just listened to your limousine episode and have a story for you because we asked for some cool limo stories. Sure. I think. At the time my wife turned 21, her mom was working part-time as a limo driver. She could borrow the limo if she wanted, and she decided to treat my wife to a limo ride to wherever she wanted to go for her birthday. Oh, that sounds cool. That's pretty cool, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, she came and picked us up along with some friends of ours and their kids and my mom. So you're thinking, what kind of 21st birthday is this? Right, good question. Uh, Greg says, I suppose I should also tell you that my wife happened to be pregnant with our daughter at the time, so there's not going to be any drinking on her part. 
Instead, we rolled up the Chuck E. Cheese. If you're unfamiliar, it's a pizza place for games and whatnot for kids. Oh, boy. And had some pizza and a great time with the kids. We got a few head turns and finger points, and good time was had by all. Keep up the great work. Listen to your podcast on my way to and from work each day on my 40-minute drive. But see, it made a memorable evening for them, right? Yeah, and uh, look, I, I, I know that Chuck E. Cheese is for kids, um, but I'm such a huge fan of pizza that I would I would go up there by myself if it were allowed. Who doesn't love pizza and video games anyway? Right. I mean, yeah. really, how un-American can you be if you like? Uh, how unhuman can un-human. you be? That's, uh, that's inhuman, I guess. Yeah, that's um, right. So everybody loves pizza and video games. Everybody mm-hmm. loves limousines. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a fun evening. That sounds like a fun evening to me. Uh, Greg, thanks so much for writing to us with an excellent limo story. It sounds like uh, sounds like your wife's mom was doing some awesome stuff there as a limo driver. Yeah, that's, that sounds like an interesting profession. I bet she's got some good stories. I think that makes you technically best mom ever for that weekend. I think all limo drivers have just fascinating stories. Yeah, it is. it's kind of like uh, cab drivers, too, man, and truckers always have these amazing stories. Completely different side of life that they see. Yeah, and we'd like to hear your amazing stories. We hope uh, you enjoyed our episode on why you cannot and should not put your car in reverse while you're at speed. Uh, and we'd like to hear some of your stories. So tell us about them. Uh, send us a message or a post on Facebook. Check our Twitter for continual updates on everything interesting in the world of autos. Check out our website, of course, carstuffshow.com. Or send us your story and topic suggestion directly. Our email address is carstuffatdiscovery.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fairs. Discover more at Viking.com. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.